Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Hey, everybody. This is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. So before I even start the podcast, I just want to acknowledge how thankful I am for all you listeners that are coming into the podcast, that are reaching out, that are sharing stories, and giving me all the ideas I need to find subjects to research. I just want to say I'm very thankful for all y'all. I'm very thankful for every play that you have, every everything you've been doing. And at the bottom of my heart, I really do appreciate y'all. Um, like I said, this is only the beginning, and it's already starting off pretty good. Uh, I see it growing, and I just want to thank y'all. So let me get... Let me go ahead and start the podcast, but I just want to let you know that every time you like something on Facebook or you share this podcast with your friends or people on social media, it grows, it helps spread the message, and for that, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy with A Man Apart Podcast. This is going to be episode 14. It's going to be titled Bebop and BB. So, I get sent down some rabbit holes from listeners here and there. Um, and they're not a bad thing. I mean, I don't want to discourage anybody. If there's some, there's some fucked up material to, to research, please send it my way. But I got sent by multiple people uh, the TikTok channel called Bebop and BB. Now, Bebop and BB are a mother-daughter account on TikTok. Where it's a lady who puts her daughter through beauty pageants and they do skits on TikTok. And there's nothing wrong with with that format, right? Where it gets weird and odd and creepy. And the conspiracies pop out of it is the fact that you'll see comments that say, Hey, if you are being sexually abused, wear a yellow dress in the next video. You go look in the next video, she's wearing a yellow dress. Or, hey, if you're in trouble, scratch your nose in the next video. Go look in the next video, scratch your nose. You'll see, you know, stuff, comments like that going on, and then you'll see tiny little words, like how how you, so on TikTok, you can actually put words in your video, like put actual text overlay on your video, and you can control how big or how small it is. I do it all the time for the TikToks, for, uh, for when I make the podcast drops or any or any video for that matter. Um, and it's all different kind of uh, edits you can do to them. Well, what they do on theirs 
is they edit these words and they'll put like really, 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 really tiny, tiny, as small as they can make it, and then shove like, uh, like shove the words into like the corner of, of, of the screen or, you know, somewhere, you know, where, where it's hard to find, you actually go look for it and they'll be like, help, or we're kidnapped. And, you know, you see all these things and you're going, holy shit, these people need fucking help. Then you get on these uh, TikTok, these other TikTokers explaining it, and they say these people are obviously going through something. It, this is not right, and it looks fucked up. It looks suspicious. It looks shady when you when you relook at it in another light, and you're like, holy shit, I want to help this little girl out. I I mean, hell, I spent like three hours, just in three hours, just just pouring into it, right, researching it and everything. Um. On the on one day, right? The first time I got into, I mean, I was just it was a, it was like a Sunday afternoon, and I'm I'm just like, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. Next thing I know, it's four thirty, and holy shit, I've been on this one subject, right? And I get across a TikToker named the TikTok Advocate. Now, there's other TikTokers like Not Your Bonnie, and people in, in that realm and sphere that talk about. Basically, what I think is the conspiracy of it. Not the the TikTok advocate, though. I think best explained it. What this lady was saying was, there's a reason that these people haven't been arrested. There's a reason why they've been investigated. Nothing happens because there is no sex abuse. And I got real curious. My ears perked up. I said, "No sex abuse. There's something going on." And what she said, and and I have to believe. Now, I, now look, she could be wrong, and I could be wrong for believing it. And it, it could be the most horrible thing going on, but at the same time, the most logical thing, I think, is what she explained, which is she's she's using the conspiracies to grow her channel, using her child and exploiting her child to work. Because that's what it, I mean. It takes a lot of work to do those skits. It does. I mean, my wife, when she does TikToks for our, our dog business, she puts a lot of time into them, right? I mean, it's a, and you talking about animals that, you know, are not going to, don't know how to follow the, the, the specific directions you're trying to get them at and everything. So, uh, it's a lot of hard work. My, uh, you know, we got other family that has businesses that they, they, they put their t- on TikTok and everything as well. So, I, I know there's a lot of editing on it. Um, it's just the TikTok advocate breaks it down that the little girl that's on there is being exploited. And she takes these clips of other videos and everything like that as well, where like the first time she's doing the, the, the TikToks or there's a thing called likey uh, or, or leaky or like it, some other uh, app that's, that's similar to TikTok. You see early videos of, I, I want to say it's either, I think Bebop is, is the little girl. And she's happy and she you know she's really young and she doesn't know any better. And as she's gotten older and been doing this for a few years, you could tell that this child is tired. And it's just, now it's just something to do and it's annoying as shit and she doesn't want to do it anymore. But because you got 5 million followers now, you got product placement, you got ad placements, you got people that want to sponsor you because of all the coverage you can put out there you know mom's working to shadow this little girl 
I do believe it's child exploitation. Now, when you look up child exploitation, you know, laws and everything like that, it only covers child sex exploitation. It doesn't cover, you know, social media work, ex, you know, exploitation, right? Because it's, at the very least, it's clear exploitation what, what, her, what her mother's doing. She is obviously trolling these people. She knows, she's reading the comments, and she's putting these dresses. I mean, the mother's picking out these damn dresses. And then people were saying, oh, well, she's being held against her will and everything. She's making it obvious. She's scratching her nose in videos. These people have been already been investigated. They live out in, in Georgia. And then some people say they live out in Arizona. I, they're, they're, in, they're in beauty pageant circuits and everything like that. I'm pretty sure they go, I'm pretty sure they got enough money now to where they have vacation or at least a vacation home somewhere else um tiktok advocate also breaks down the sun and i guess he got tired of, of being in the videos you could tell he just had he just 15 years old no energy for all this just wanted to be a kid and mom was constantly trying to pressure her i mean pressure him into being in her videos with with, with his sister and everything like that and he's like okay uh uh so there's a clear-cut example of some type of exploitation being used in there. I mean, it's it's baffling. I I don't know why I wanted to talk about this today. I I just I went down that rabbit hole of it, went down through the research of it and everything. And sometimes I guess I don't know. I mean, it's while technically these people aren't breaking any laws. It's still fucking wrong. No, yeah, the child isn't being sexually or physically abused, but I mean, they're working the dog shit out of her, like, 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 uh, like, uh, Colonel Parker did old Elvis, you know. I mean, shit. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Because I don't think there's any sexual abuse. I really don't. I think, I mean, these pedophiles don't want people to know who they are, much less go and, you know, have such, I mean, even even if they didn't know, right? The guys, you know, let, 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 let's just say, let's take it back. Let's just say the mom is being held against her will, right? And that there's a guy controlling it behind the scenes. Do you think he would publish those videos, read all those comments, and keep them up? I mean, do you honestly think that? No. What it is, the mom sees an opportunity to, to, to not address any drama. To play into the troll. To play into it. She's basically trolling everybody. She's got to be. Now, there is a concern I have as far as. I've seen this on uh, now. I have now as far as a, an, an exploitation and and pedophile aspect of it. Um, she invites people onto Roblox, which is a video game that mostly kids play. Uh, it's it's a game that I think it's free. I don't know. Um, I never. I never. I guess it's like Minecraft, but you know, like Walmart brand Minecraft. I don't know. I just know it's called Roblox. Kids love it. They play the fuck out of it. 
uh, some kids just look like, you know, you gotta, you gotta get, uh, uh, these bucks, these robot bucks or whatever for it. And I think what they do is they get, they get the fans to go chat with her on Robux, you know, for money and things of that sort of nature. Now, I'm hoping it ain't nothing sexual. I don't think it would be. But still, I mean, they, they just probably working the shit out of this poor girl. Putting her on a constant schedule of streaming and pageants and TikTok videos and likey videos and all these other apps that they're probably on. This girl's probably tired of shit. And I guarantee you that if she breaks free and gets older and doesn't break out into this huge superstar one day and has her own TV show and all this other shit, if she doesn't get none of that shit out of it, she's probably going to be one of the most quiet people on fucking social media. But again, I could be completely wrong. Man, I, 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 y'all need to go research the Bebop and BB situation. You know, go hit, go, go see TikTok Advocates explanation at least, and not your Bonnie and all these other people. You go make your own decisions on what you feel. I do agree with TikTok Advocate a lot more on it. That is, I don't think there's any sex abuse. I, I, I just think it's fucking wrong what the mother's doing. I know I rambled, y'all. I know I did. I didn't mean to. It just... I, it was, it's was. it been on my mind for a while, like I said. and I don't know. It's just, it's just wrong. It's just wrong to see that little girl not being able to live a life and be stuck trying to help her mama get millions of views and millions of followers. Maybe I'm just old school that way. Maybe I just don't know the new ways. Who knows? Well, I knew it was a pretty short video and not a lot to really cover on this. So, just enjoy that. And I'll have some announcements coming up in just a second. Hey, everybody. So, I recorded that last session you just heard yesterday waited a whole day and i just thought about it all day i re-listened to it a couple times i thought maybe i was rambling on too much but not as much as i thought it was at that moment i before going to the announcements i like i said I, I'm, I'm still perplexed i'm confused by the situation that this little child's in obviously there is i still feel there's still it's an exploitation thing, right? It's a work exploitation that the mother's putting this child through to get social media clout and followers. And because you know, when you get, when you get up to 5 million view, uh, followers on TikTok, and I, and I don't know how many millions on other social media, probably Instagram, maybe a Facebook account, probably YouTube as well. I can understand there's, there's, when it comes to the pageant thing, I get a lot of mothers because I look because because I I do have a lot of female listeners listening onto the show. I, I see the analytics; majority of y'all are female. You got daughters, or most some of you have daughters. Some of you probably go and take them to pageants. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with uh, pageants per se, uh, because when I talk to people that put their kids through it, you know these kids later up grow up and get scholarships they can get opportunities that otherwise they wouldn't if they didn't go through these pageants 
So it's a lot of networking. It's a lot of knowing people. And there's, that's why it's such a drive to push them to win, uh, to be the best at everything they can. My thing is for y'all, don't consider it a waste of money if your child burns out on it and says, Mama, I don't want to do this no more. It's not a waste of money. You spent, you, you invested time with your child, spending, you know, helping your child do something, right? I, I obviously don't quit in the middle of something at the same time. Don't keep pushing them if, if they're burnt out. It's just like, like dads who put their kids through sports. I grew up with guys who, man, they wanted to do art. They wanted to do music. And they couldn't because their dads would push them to go play baseball, football, basketball and they just pushed and pushed and pushed and then after so long they just their heart gave out on it like as far as what they what the work they were putting in all they were doing at at that point afterwards was just doing the bare minimum to make their dad happy and i think bb is probably gonna from what i could see from the evidence that the tiktok evidence uh the tiktok advocate showed was that she's probably gonna be doing the same eventually and maybe like i said i could be completely wrong I could be wrong on that it's simply just work exploitation as well. I don't know. Supposedly they've been investigated. Supposedly, you know, somebody's checked in on this child. I don't know. It's odd. It's, uh, and then the mother, you know, feeding into the trolls. That's fucking creepy to me. Like, stop doing that. Because it's obvious that you're doing it for clout if that's the real case. If not... It's some sicker shit that I don't even want to, I can't fathom. And just blood boiling type stuff. Oh, it, look, yesterday I was a little groggy. Uh, you can hear the sniffles and the the sighs and the just the stammering and everything like that. I'm trying to process all this. Still trying to process it a whole nother day with, you know, good rest and and in a, in a clearer mind than I had, you know, when I recorded previously, I just lost for words. I know there's mothers out there that do that. And to those that constantly push, or I'm, I'm not even mothers, parents, just parents that, that push their kids beyond a point that this is not something they want to do for the rest of their lives. And just accept that, you know, live with that. Know that, Maybe it's not worth breaking them and breaking and burning them out and breaking them away from you. Know that your child might not live the dreams that you want them to live, right? They might not want to be, you know, living vicariously, you know, four year dreams. You know, or how, how do they go? People live, people live vicariously through their children. They don't want to do that. They want to do what makes them happy. You had a chance and at your own lives and yes every parent I, I believe every good parent at least wants to better their child's life they want them to have a better life than what they had some parents didn't get a chance to have a good childhood so they try to give their their children the best childhood they can some parents you know didn't have the opportunities growing up so they want to give their child all the opportunities that they didn't have i get all that i get that aspect as well totally understand and of course parents want to teach their kids follow through then you know don't give up on something just because it gets hard i understand that aspect as well not saying anything against it 
but there's balance to everything y'all do. And nobody's perfect. I used to say, well, there's no, there's no, there's no rule book written about how to parent, which that's a lot too. There's been at least since the forties, I think the forties or fifties, there's been a guidebook on how to raise kids. I know I say that so easily with no children and armchair quarterbacking over here, right? I got friends who who have kids. I, I I listen to their stories. I listen to what they tell me. I know it ain't no easy feat. You could be raising a kid that could, you know, eventually grow up and say they hate you. All because you want them to succeed in life. You got kids that turn out a way that you don't want them to. You got kids that might, I mean, hell, y'all might be raising a kid that might end up hurting somebody one day, killing somebody. You, you just don't know. All you can do is try to instill in them the values that you know, that you were taught, or that you learn to have later on in life. You know, I will say this. I'm glad I didn't have any children in my 20s. And I'm in my 30s now. And I'm ready to be a dad. Because I was not prepared to take care of any... to, to raise not, not really take care, but to raise a child. On an emotional and mental level. On a morals value level. On any level, really. Because I was still learning my own life my own damn self. You know, my mom had me when she was... 17 almost 18 and I saw my mom struggle and while you know while our relationship at this moment might not be perfect and there's problems I got personally in my life with with family um I saw the I saw the struggle my mother had right I saw the struggles that firsthand what it was like for for uh for a teen mom to go through it was rough I could imagine, and then when my sisters were born, she was like into her later 20s, and there was a difference in parenting, when parenting me and in parenting them, my two sisters, Hannah and Gigi. And it, you know, when I was younger, a lot more immature, I was more upset with that, because I didn't get that same, I guess, nurturing wisdom, I would say, but my mom was young. And so for a lot of y'all, some of y'all had kids at a very young age too. And as you got older, you got a little more wiser. You got more hip to how the world really works and operates. And you also changed your, your tactics, tactics with further children, right? I get it. Uh, I mean, me and my wife, we grew up in the same area, Louisiana. Hell, we grew up a mile apart from each other. Complete different ways of life that we were raised on. Complete different perspectives and outlooks. Uh, family dynamics, relationship dynamics, uh, dealing with anger was another one. I'll tell you, it, it, just so many different things. And I, this is this was me rambling now, and I'm trying to get back to a point. The point being is, I understand that parents want to teach their kids certain values. I understand they want to teach them how to work hard, to succeed at life. And to, and to make it in this world. Because you're going to have to have a good plan. To make it. Like the younger generation. The, the Gen Z. And now. <laughs> so I, I, I thought Gen Z was going to be around for a while. Now there's Gen Alpha. I, I don't know. I, new damn thing coming up. Gen Z's already starting to get older. 
hell, I'm 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 a mix between like uh what is it, the millennials and the and the Gen Xers. Like I'm in that in between stage with them. So I'm an old millennial. I'm a very young Gen Xer. I just I don't get this world sometimes. I don't understand it. And quite honestly, you know, going back to the subject of Bebop and BB, I don't understand this mother. I don't understand this lady and what she's doing and why she's doing this to her daughter. I mean, are, are you that desperate for money? Are you that desperate for fame and success and clout? I mean, is it really worth your, your, your daughter's mental health over it? Because at the very least, this is exploitation, right? And if this is sexual exploitation, man, this is one of those reverse psychology, you know, triple reverse uno card tricks that they're playing. I I don't know. It's it's either way. It's fucked up. I'm just gonna say it like that. It, it's just plain and simple. There's no other way to, to describe it. So. Y'all go look up the Bebop and BB channel. I would suggest you, like I said in the previous recording, go look up TikTok Advocates Explanation, Not Your Bonnie, and they got a bunch of other people talking about it. You're going to go into some conspiracy theory holes, rabbit holes with it and everything, and that's fine too. But I really believe TikTok Advocates theory on it because it's the most sound and the most logical one that I can think of. And look, there's probably somebody else that's Probably explained it better than she did. I'm just telling you on what I what I researched, what I poured into, and this is what I experienced firsthand, right? So that's all I'm gonna say on that. I'm gonna have so I'm gonna go ahead and just dive into the announcements real quick and let y'all know what's going on. All right. So look, the announcements. Guys, gals, people, I got some good news for all my Apple peeps out there. The people that have been requesting to get put on Apple Podcast, it finally freaking happened, y'all. I'm excited about that. I'm waiting to see if it shows up. I got friends who who also have Apple Podcasts, and they're going. I'm gonna reach out to them and let them know. Hey, look, start looking for my show on the on the uh, Apple uh, Podcast section, and hopefully. Apple doesn't do what Google has been doing, which is when I actually when I when I got everything signed up on on the Google podcast, they only got up to episode seven. You know, a man named JoJo, right? That's all they got on Google Podcast right now. I I don't know why. You know, there, there's there's what they call an R an RSS feed, and Anchor's really good about giving you that feed to go and, and they, they give you all these tips and, and, and walkthroughs on how to set everything up. You go set all this crap up and then bam, nothing's, you know, it seemed like everything's setting up right. <sighs> Being a caveman that I am, uh, as far as in a technological sense, it was a little difficult setting up for Apple uh, podcast because I did have a previous Apple ID. I used to be an Apple user. And now I'm an Android user, right? It's a frustrating thing. Because I don't remember my, my freaking security questions that I made like 10, 12 years ago for Apple. Sorry about that, y'all. I thought I muted my damn phone. See? Not perfect at all. Uh, So, I don't remember those security questions. 
had a re had, and I, and I was already needing to start a, a, a an email account for the podcast. So I have an email for the podcast as well. It's called amanapartjdog at gmail.com. So you can send me, you know, you can email me if you need to. I'm on Facebook as well. I have a Man Apart podcast group on Facebook. It's open right now because it's a lot of low numbers and not a lot of activity going on, which is fine. Uh, once it starts getting more, you know, active and the podcast grows, obviously we'll start doing it as a private group. We'll have it set up to where there's no spam bots coming in there because I've been I've been manually taking care of the spam bots. If there's anybody that has it on their heart to be a moderator for it, I gladly label you know name you as a moderator. I have I have a friend that I wanted to be a moderator on it, but it's like she told me she's like you know I'm in Facebook jail so damn much I don't think you'd, <laughs> you I don't think I could be a consistent moderator for you. And I said that's fine. So I have no problem with somebody moderating you know somebody that I can trust, somebody that I know that's gonna allow people to to be able to to post stuff that's related to the podcast and when i say post stuff related to the podcast you know stories that involve children that involve molestation rape abuse adult abuse rape and molestation um, organizations that help children and and victims of abuse inspirational quotes you know those are things that you can put on that group I don't want contentious religious or political debates on there. That's that takes away from it because there's so many. There, there are. I'm assuming there is a diverse group of people listening to this this podcast, and we don't need political fights on there. This is a subject that we need to come together on. I want to fight and end pedophilia. Uh, I know a lot of y'all do as well. Some of y'all have a personal interest in it. Some of y'all just, as a moral standpoint and as people who are just good-hearted people in this world, just don't want to see children hurt anymore. And I encourage you all that have never been through that abuse and you know somebody that's been abused, go talk to them if if they're open to it, right? I mean, I was, there, there's a soft way to do it. And please be very soft about it. Don't be blunt. I'm I'm horrible. At being blunt, at, at just being blunt, and straight to the point with people. I try. I, the last couple of years, I've actually tried to be more tactful in, in in how I speak to somebody, and I don't always get it right. And then there's times where I don't have it set up to where you know, to where I'm I'm, I'm correct in how I speak to somebody, and I know with victims that's very traumatic and harmful. Uh, so I'm trying to be better. So, I got some training I'm doing for advocacy training, and there's a class I'm actually going to be taking tonight to where I will uh, learn how to speak to legislator, le legislatures, legislate, yeah, legislatures and lawmakers, and how to advocate for children, because there's laws that need to be be changed as well. I know at least, in fact, there needs to be harsher sentences for pedophiles take away these provisions and uh, sweetheart deals and conditions uh, there needs to be more oversight on the judges and the DAs and ADAs when they give these light sentences and sweetheart deals and suspended sentences to look first time offenders if it's like one victim and it's kind of muddy like it's kind of 
gray water, muddy situation. You don't really know offhand. There's no multiple victims or anything like that. Uh, okay, maybe there, maybe there's a... I, now, that's me being very, 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 very fucking easy on that. But I'm not trying to... I'm not... I don't agree with that as far as being easy on... Like, not being easy, but... Alright, giving, giving somebody a chance that it could be... That's somebody that might be... Like, giving them their day in court is what I, is what I really think. And let them go through the evidence. Really do a trial to make sure and see. Don't just try to go for a quick conviction rate and do a plea, a plea out deal. No, go to court with it. Do what you got to do. My, my thing is, is that there are people that have had multiple charges put on them, multiple victims, uh, repeat offenses, right? Obviously, these people are not learning their, their, learning from their mistakes. They're not getting with the fucking program in life that you can't mess with kids. They need the harshest sentence possible. And on top of it, they don't need to be in solitary confinement or ADSEG or any of these other places where, where they're protected. They need to go to penitentiaries. Let the convicts, let them know, them fathers that can never go see their children. Let them find out about those charges. See, in California, on the, on the West Coast, when you go to like a California penitentiary, there's so many different things that happen, right? But one thing they do is they check that you have to have your paperwork with you. Your paperwork being your charges. They need to know who they got in their midst. They do not put up with pedophiles whatsoever. A pedophile charge is basically what they call a KOS. It's kill on sight. You go to general, because they have ad seg, right, for these guys. You don't go to general population, you better speak up and say something to somebody. Otherwise, it's KOS on you. If you rape a woman, it's uh, SOS, I believe. It depends on the case, how, how severe the case is. But very least, SOS, which is smash on site. Here in Louisiana, I don't know how charges... I don't, I don't know how that works. I've I got friends who are ex-cons, and I need to go talk to them about it. But I know on the, on the East Coast, they don't do a lot, of, a lot of that checking. You know, everybody's integrated in with everybody. And when they find out, though, especially if they go gang up with somebody, you know, join a gang, click up, um, life's going to be hell until you get turned out by, you know, Jangalang or Bubba in, in, in prison. So there's that. But anyway, I rambled. Sorry. There needs to be harsher sentences, sentencing for these repeat offenders. Now, for judges and ADAs, look. If you're going to give a repeat offender a light sentence and get them back out in the public in a, in a year or two or a couple of years, I, I'm, I'm, I question whether or not you actually care about public safety, whether you care about the children or not. To me, that's dereliction of duty that's, that, or you know, malfeasance in office. I mean, it really is. To me, you're not, you care more about the conviction rate than you do about protecting children in our communities, Right. There needs to be an accountability and not just the judiciary committee that the state and that the that the, the federal government has because they don't do shit on that either. I think in Louisiana, man, my, I don't know if it was Louisiana or nationally, but I read an article the, uh, the other day where it was like in an, in an entire decade, only 15 judges have been have been looked at for inappropriate conduct or misconduct, misuse of office. And only one of them was disbarred. Like 
taken off that, you know, they can't be a judge. Only one in, in a decade? When there's hundreds, if not thousands of stories. And look, there are some stories out there where it's bullshit, right? Let's just call it what it is. There's some stories out there where they're just people that are just pissed off and mad because they got caught doing a crime they shouldn't have been doing. And then the judge hands down a sentence that they didn't like. I get that. And I think a lot of normal thinking, rational thinking people will understand that as well. Flip side to all that as well, though, is, is that there are some judges out there who are just corrupt. Who just don't give a shit about poor people. The only time they actually dispense really real justice is when their donors or friends have a tragedy. And that's wrong, too. So I'm I'm trying to find out ways on how to pressure lawmakers and not even right, not really even pressure, just talk to lawmakers and get them to do that. And that's about it. Look, y'all. I love y'all. Keep your kids safe. Protect the children. And just know that I'm gonna keep fighting. Until next time. I love you. Bye.